Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 183. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about some good shit that's been fucking happening recently. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> Fucking camera things just shipped today. What the fuck? Bullshit. Fuck them. Bullshit. You know what? I'll spend quadruple the money and shop local. There we go. Fuck yeah. I love spending quadruple the money to get something that I don't want as much. Just because fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah. 2026 first trillionaire. Nobody else is going to have any money because he's going to have all of it. We should rob him. Stop. Yes. I wouldn't even notice. He wouldn't even notice. Well, there's we could, people. I'm sure there's people that work for him that it's their job to make sure that he notices. You think? Yeah. I think there'd be a certain point where you just don't even care anymore. You just like. You know what? If somebody there, cut if a hole was, in the side of the money vault and like somebody just came by with like a little bag and just took some and then just left, oh, you wouldn't you even could, notice. You could take dump trucks full. You wouldn't even notice because he probably just has it all stacked up like in a great big building with a dollar sign on the side, like Scrooge McDuck. That's the first thing I do if well, I, had I that kind of money. I just painted that. I just painted the money vault. Yeah. <laughs> I'd even try and swim in it because I'd have enough money to have somebody to surgically put my body back together after I bounced off the gold coins. Oh, no. I would grind it up into dust and add water to it. I'd grind my money into dust and add water so it's like money mud. Good. That's how much money I'd have. Oh, the, just the smell of that. Like money kind of smells. Kind of, oh, It's got yeah. that money smell. You go to stores that don't use money anymore? Most I, stores around here don't use money anymore. Yeah, and I got 50 bucks the other day and... Um, uh, I tried to use it at the liquor store and they didn't, they didn't the sorry, no, yeah. Yeah, I had a $20 in, $20 bill in my pocket that I, I had specifically to buy something and then the store wasn't taking cash anymore. So I just had the 20 in my wallet for 10 weeks oh, yeah? until another store was like, yeah, I guess we take cash. I was like, cool, I have some, please give me those donuts. I bought donuts with it. Oh. Not twenty dollars. Oh, I was gonna say, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. I bought a half dozen donuts from the bakery on, on Central Avenue. They make oh, the yeah. best donuts on the earth. Oh, yeah. Better than Nutana Bakery on Broadway? Yes. Oh, yeah. Th- so. Those donuts are like the size of fucking car tires, man. Those are big donuts. <laughs> they are not. They make up for quantity with quality. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're That's very, very what, good. Uh, Rebecca doesn't tell me either of those things. <laughs> 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 Should we start the show? Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? <laughs> Good. What is going down? A whole bunch is going down. We're uh, back for a bonus episode for the month of May. Yes. For the month of May, we're going to talk about some of the good stuff that's been happening in Magic. Some of the stuff that's got people talking in the world of Magic and give our own take on it. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest Magic store. Very much so. We are good vibing, but we're also a little bit miffed, peeved, and perved. I just made it up. Yes. That's, yes. All of those things are true. The three P's of CCO. Y- the three P's of C. Not C-O. to be confused with the three B's of C. What? Which is um, bros, beers, and booster packs. Hell yeah. Yeah. We just had a Twitter uh, Twitter thing. Oh, I like that. Uh, I love yeah. Twitter things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the Twitter followers, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's funny. I point to me and you every time I do that. <laughs> it's like- I don't know. We, we you wanna, can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah, when we talk. for sure. We we want to make the jump to video casting, right? So we're very loosely looking for an editor. If anybody's interested, get at us. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there a little bit right yeah, now. Like if your cousin does it, or if you do it, or something like. Yeah, let's like, talk. Let's yeah. have a conversation. That's it. Yeah. So get at us either on Twitter. Send us a DM. Uh, the CCO podcast DMs are open. Brando's an 
ultra hyper super snob, so his DMs aren't. No, I turned them off. Oh, I turned them on. Yeah, after you said that somebody was trying to get a hold of me and they had to get a hold of you to say they couldn't get a hold of me, <laughs> I turned my DMs <laughs> yeah. on so people can there actually talk to me. I never even realized that was a thing. Yeah, to you, be honest, yeah, I didn't know you have to a... like follow each other by default so you guys can like message or whatever. Yeah, I didn't know that was that was real. So if anybody's tried to message me in the past and get back to you, I'm really sorry that that's what happened. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Or commandercookout at gmail.com. Yes. Full list of our social media coordinates on commandercookout.com. Along with the new CC Osters. Hell yeah. Super fun. I love the uh, the sales pitch of it's good for you and your pod of three friends or good for yourself if you just want to drink four beers. Yes. And, and good for not sharing one singular drink because that isn't the type of thing that is being promoted these days. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even back when they were doing that, it was kind of sketchy. What's you mean drinking beer out of a pitcher? You could buy it like four coasters and tape them together underneath, so you could have like a coaster for your beer pitcher, like a big ultra mega coaster, right? Like a like a mega zord. I was just gonna say a mega coaster, a mega zord coaster, yeah. And then you could have four more coasters for you and your pod. Ooh. Does anybody drink beer out of pitchers at their own house though? That's the question. Like you just buy a twelve pack and just dump all the beer into one big jug. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a pitcher of beer at a house. I have one. I have one too. Of course we do. <laughs> oh, why, why wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we do, man. We we do, but I've never put beer in mine. I usually make Kool-Aid in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I found mine outside of a bar and kept it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's it. Uh, good shit that's been happening recently, you said, in the intro. Yeah, man. In Well, in magic and in life, life is good, right? Like the, the weather's nice. The, the you know world what? is going back to normal. A couple things. We got we got to do a good vibe for the arc of good vibes. We got some patrons to thank. Always a good vibe. Yes. Got some nicknames. Ooh, those are good too. I like that. Life is good, you say. You know what? Not everywhere is everything back to normal yet. Well, not even here is it back to normal yet. No, but, but we're we're on our can, way. Yeah, we can right? see it. I think that people are being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And even if you're a place where you can't, just know that it's coming. Know that it does exist. Yeah, it's right? happening and it's going to happen for you too. It just, it, it might take a little bit of time, but you're going to get there. So me and Rebecca are, were talking yesterday and we... We were discussing the the point that everybody kind of gets gets to their breaking point mentally at a different point. There's different mental stressors, right? Mine was I knew the date that we were sending the boy back to daycare when that was kind of opening up again, when it was safe to do so. And that was right at the point where I was in the middle of my back injury from last month. And I was bogged down with a lot of extra commissions because you know, people are at home consuming the content a little bit more. So I picked up some extra commissions, maybe too much. And all of those things with the light at the end of the tunnel kind of sent me to my breaking point, right? Rebecca's breaking point was when it kind of all started and she got the initial communications from the health authority where their projected numbers were so astronomically higher than what they ended up being. Like that was her stressor that sent her off like immediately. So she had the entire eight weeks to kind of like recover from her breaking point. I reached mine right at the very last week, like, like week nine or week eight or Boy, something. You just about made it. Right? Yeah, I almost made it. <laughs> and the point is like maybe people will make it. I think you probably hit your breaking point somewhere in the middle when you were like, oh God, when is this shit going to end? But you're like still working every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that right. was that was mine too. And I was kind of running everything and there was just no end in sight. And it was just 24 seven all that I heard. I could, yeah, I could I tell a little bit when I was talking to you on the phone and just kind of our conversations and stuff that you were having a hard time at work, 
because not everybody was at capacity, but you were still operating like personally as if it was. Yeah. Right. So the, I guess the, the good vibe is there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It's okay to reach your breaking point or surpass it. Uh, growth makes us better. The, the stresses of the outside world can make us a stronger CCO Nation community. Look at Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Right? Good example. That guy got his ass beat hard over lots and over. of times and he just kept coming back and he was stronger and more badass every time and then eventually he kicked a little fat guy so hard his hands came off yes i think vegeta's died almost more times than krillin almost yes <laughs> dragon ball and dragon ball z well really just dragon ball z from like season one of dragon ball z all the way to the end of the super boo saga sure. i've seen all of it. So if you ever make a Dragon Ball Z reference, and I've seen maybe the first four sagas of Super, I, I got your back. Hell yeah. I got I'm, your back. You can make those references yeah. all day. I watched them when they were on TV, and now I'm going back through them all. Just like, was it as filler-filled as I remember? Well, and, yes, and yeah. it was. But the show is way, it's actually way more fun than I remember it being. Do you, are you watching the digitally remastered Dragon Ball Z Kai edition? No, I don't oh, have... watch it. The music's better. The animation's better. The voices are redone. I don't have Kai on my streaming service, oh. so it's listed, and I was like, I should just watch this one, and then it, it's not actually there. Yeah, I was a little sad. Yeah, I, I, I Kai is good, and and they even changed some of like the the more risque from the '90s dubs because like the the show was remastered and and redubbed a whole bunch of different times in different countries, even though it was all still in English, right? So there's a bunch of different versions that show like like Goku's dink when he's a kid or oh like yeah that's the one yeah. some some very uh, chauvinistic things that Vegeta would say to Bulma were edited out and they they changed some of that to kind of reflect the original uh, portrayals of characters in Kai in the Kai remaster I thought it was very good cool yeah I, look I, at I, us yeah. look at the Dragon Ball Z yeah, podcast look at us go hey DBZCCO <laughs> <laughs> but DBZKCCO there we go there let, 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 best beat down in Dragon Ball Z history has to be Vegeta and Android 19 and 20 though right like it's gotta be like the most serious absolute trash yeah and that's another person that's the first time you see Vegeta go Super Saiyan yeah. And he's so confident and beats down 19 so hard that he even lets him drain his energy, right? And then he still, like, kicks his head off. Yeah, and that's when he kicks him in the head so hard his hands come off. <laughs> he is so excellent. Like, and then, like, it's the only time in Dragon Ball Z where somebody who isn't Yajirobe or Mr. Satan runs away. He's yes. like, I, I can't oh. win. I'm running away. And while he's running away, he just fucking vaporizes him. I'm fucking And then his buddy it. runs away because he can't handle it anymore. It's so good. Vegeta beatdowns are the greatest, like... In the in the Majin Buu or the Bibbidi saga, he he beats up some guys in that one too. And the Vegeta quotes I quote Vegeta all the time, and Rebecca <laughs> always knows what I'm doing it because I use my Vegeta voice, right? <laughs> it's like, bring me my drying cloth, woman. <laughs> right? I get out of the shower or like, uh, I shaved my mustache, you idiot. <laughs> that's that's not from Dragon Ball Z or Super. That's from um, that's from GT. But when Vegeta grew a mustache and cut his hair off. <laughs> It's a pink shirt. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. I'm a so warrior awesome. prince. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Vegeta is my favorite man. Guy's the man. I will crush you into dust and throw you into the wind. Ooh. I want to, I want to, I want to like paint that on the wall of my gym. Yeah. I'm going to say that to somebody next time I play magic against them. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, good. I guess I should do this. Actually, the the epic win streak. Is it? Oh, is this magic Grant. talk again? Magic talk again. Get out of here. We'll cycle back okay, into it. Okay. Cycle. That's magic stuff too. Uh, the epic win streak of Brando was ended by Chris Von Doom and Fu Lenny and Ginger Joe. Oh no! Last Tuesday, you couldn't have picked formidable opponents to lose I, to. I know, right? It was it's kind of sad, but you know what? They worked really hard for it. They tried for weeks, and they finally got me. And uh, I immediately started a new win streak in the <laughs> next game, so I am one and one half weeks undefeated. Oh, good. Good yeah. thing it wasn't Max Grandel, eh? Oh, never, never. Not I would ever, have, no. I would have scooped at instant speed. <laughs> <laughs> and King made. Yeah, I'll, I'll kill myself. I'll hurricane myself <laughs> out of the game. What am I at three? Ah, oh, I guess I'll just like sideboard lightning bolt into my commander deck. Because <laughs> I'll Karn wish. Burning wish for lightning bolt. I'm going to start playing banned cards just to not lose to Max Grandel. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, dude. But listen, magic talk. This is this is where we're at. It's 2020. We're at the end of May. Shit's starting to go down where we live in Western Canada, right? We, we've we gotten products recently. Lots of them. I, yeah, Icoria C20, Mystery Boosters before that, and Theros Beyond Death at the start of 2020. Yeah, totally forgot it existed. Y- yeah, actually, yeah. you forgot that the set symbol existed. Yeah, we were talking about it before we started recording, and I was buying some packs on Arena, and I was going to get my Ikoria pack, and I was looking at the little set symbol you click on to pick which set you want to get, and I forgot what the mask was. Yeah, so is that because Theros wasn't as memorable for you, or is that because Ikoria and C20 were so good, or just because... We've been bombarded. I think it's a combination mostly of Ikoria being something I'm super into. I I really like Ikoria. I like the art. I like the cards. I just, I really like this set. And I don't, looking back at it, I don't think I liked Theros very much. There was some cool stuff, but a lot of it was pretty forgettable for me. Hmm. Just, like, I have a, the, 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 I can't even remember his name, the Ashiok. There we go. I have an Ashiok that I play that I really like. Yep. And uh, I traded a Nyx Bloom Ancient for some stuff. That's a good one. And that's it. Really, like, maybe there's some kind of value card that I got, but for the most part, my Theros Beyond Death experience was good, but it's just totally been washed away by Theros. Oh. And that was from January till May 15th. January 24th was Theros, and May 15th was Commander and Ikoria. Yeah. Yeah, so it was... Few months. A few months of me. Few, well, and here's the thing too: few months of not playing Magic, right? From the end of January, like middle of February, was when we shut down for the public health. Yeah. Right, and we haven't really gotten any Magic playing in until in the last month of doing VEDH. Yeah, VEDH has taken off, and it's awesome. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get spell table figured out. We gotta get my audio figured out so we can do the Magic Fest online or Command Fest online June six, right? Oh yeah, we gotta figure it out. That's coming out. Spell coming table, out. get your shit together so my audio works. None, none of my microphones work. Trust me, I know how to use them. Yeah, me either, and the same. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, We're maybe it doesn't work issue. for Canadians. Canadian spell tables, it work. Get at us at yeah. CCO Podcast at CCO Brando. If you figured it out, let us know so that we can we can play with you. So I don't want to I don't want to dump on everything, but it's it's hard not to talk about what people are talking about online and not see the negative. And there is some negative it, to be seen. There is some negative to be seen and talked about, and it's always easier to go to the negative and complain than to find the positives. But you and I have made a a podcast out of finding the positives recently. Yesterday, we did a deck with Happily Ever After. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Like if that doesn't tell you something. Oh man. So we've got a smattering of products for you and I, as creators, we get a little bit burnt out when we've got like spoiler season, spoiler season with Ikoria and C20 all in a row. Yeah. That was a, we, we got like four weeks of shows out of that. Like we, yeah. we talked about just new stuff coming out. It felt like it was already in our hands before we even got it. And then when we finally did get it, it's like, well, I already, I thought I already owned this. You know, confession, I haven't even opened any of my C20 decks yet. And I've got the Calamax communist cookout build. I've got it ready to go, but I haven't opened my Calamax yet. Wow. Right? So that project is still going on. I was just waiting on one final thing that came in. So there'll be a little video or something about it. Just watch the YouTube feed. Cool. So a little bit burnt out on new product. I don't necessarily know if that is a bad thing. Even if you're in an enfranchised magic player, people are like, oh, I can't enjoy my product. Da, 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 right. It's like we're doing it to ourselves. We're our own worst enemy. It's like Netflix has so many good shows. I, I, I hate Netflix because they have too many things. Well, just pick one and watch it and watch that one. Or I, I hate Netflix because I can't go out and get my garden planted. Well, it's it's our own fault. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not then, turning yeah. the TV off. Yeah, then go out and plant your garden. Yeah, plant do, your gardens is fun. Do something that is fun, and yes, there's there's also other fun things, right? Like I like playing baseball, and I like playing football. And you can do both. Or I like watching, but I can't do bo- I can't watch both right now. But if I could, you can't watch either right now. Yeah, exactly. I can't watch Major League Baseball and NFL. Right? You could. You, you just, yeah, don't it's make, an example. Yeah, don't make me tell you how to do it, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's an example. But if there's a team that's maybe playing baseball that I want to watch, I'll watch baseball that day. Maybe the next day I'll watch football, right? And those aren't magic packs that I have to spend money on. But I also don't need to spend money on magic packs, right? We talk about the fear of missing out is is always a sound marketing strategy. We talk about zombie buying every fucking thing that wizard shoves up our ass because it's fun and cool and hip and powerful. And you think you might lose if you don't play with these new powerful cards. And that's just not true. Full disclosure for Ikoria. And I love this set. I will not downplay anything in this set because I freaking love it. I bought a, I I traded in some stuff and I got a collector's booster. I got a booster box and I got a pre-release kit. I opened all of that stuff up and both because I have bad luck and because at the end of the day, this is just how things work. I got zero of the singles I wanted out oh, of yeah? those packs and I had to buy them anyway. I have singles going into three of my decks that are getting upgraded. One of them, I got enough stuff where I'm taking it apart and turning it into something else and I'm going to That's use... That would make for a cool story later on in the show, I bet you. And I'm going to use some of the commander decks I'm going to build Kyla and the Hyena. Yes, Kyla and the Hyena. <laughs> so that's going to be a new deck that I have to build because I'm just i really pumped for that. But other than that, like it's hard to get burned out on it because like you buy it and you have it and it's super awesome and exciting and stuff. But at the end of the day, did I really need to buy all of those boxes and all of those cards? No, no. And you and I, like, again, I'm, I'm leaning into, and I don't want to sound like I'm, Ooh, look at me. Right. But as creators, we, we do probably buy a little bit more product than at, at least the rest of our play group. Yeah. We buy more products than a lot of the people that play at our LGS. We look at spoilers more, previews, sorry, 
we don't look at spoilers. That's they don't spoil it. Right. We, right. We <laughs> we read and write articles. We make a podcast. We watch YouTube content. We see and do a lot more than the regular person. Right. Yeah. Like I look at it as part of. I don't want to say I do it for you. I I mean I do say that on the on my YouTube channel, but like. I consume all this product because I want to actually have something to talk about. Like, I have to have the cards in my hand and I have to play with them in order to say, hey, there's 10 cards from this set that I like. There's, that these I'm, are good or they're bad, right? And, and we can we can theorize that during a set review, right? Yeah. But, we can talk about it. But, but that doesn't substitute having the physical thing in your hand. Like, I know that Dranolith or Dracolith or whatever the hell it is, Magistrate. Dranith Magistrate. That card is Fucking awesome, and I know that because I turn guys' decks with it off. Like turn guys' decks off with it for weeks before they banned it in brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn them right off, and that card's awesome. Yeah, and but like, is mutate awesome in commander? I don't know yet because I haven't played it. Yeah. I haven't put the deck together. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, but is it gonna be yeah. good? I don't know. Y- you know what I like about that? The take home that I get, or the positive message that I get out of that is. When I have the card in my hand, there's no there's no substitute to sitting down and playing the card on the table. Yep. Right? And you do that with your friends. And some of the negativity, I think, might be coming from the lack of being able to do that. You remember the first couple times you played VEDH? Maybe it's still happening every time you sit down and play and you're with your friends, you're playing magic and drinking beers. How good that feels. Oh, it feels great. Doing that in person with new cards. Oh, oh dude, yeah, yeah, right? I'm just like, my pants got tight. Like, that's what happened after Theros came out, right? Everybody brought their goddamn enchantment Enchantment decks, decks out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But it was a thing. It was new and it was cool. Like, you're getting to see all the new cool shit that people are brewing. Yeah, and, and we can't do that right exactly now. So when we see Oh, another product, another product, another product. Oh, I haven't even played with the fucking product from like February yet, right? Yeah. That's what's leading to some of the burnout, I think. Yeah, like we haven't seen all the cool shit that people are going to do with Ikoria yet because we haven't seen anybody since Ikoria came out. Yeah, I mean, you've played Brawl. Sure, you've played Standard. You've got to mutate stuff. You showed me the screenshot. Yeah, it was awesome, (laughs) right? That's a good screenshot. But playing with F.U. Smitty and F.U. Evan and, and, and F.U. everybody in our play group and at EDH&M, it's yeah. like it's it's different and it's just, it's not the same, right? I've had a couple conversations on Twitter about the V.E.D.H. thing not being the same. Politicking is a little bit different. It's way harder. Prioritizing your opponent's battlefield is a little bit different because you're just not there to see it. I'm not physically watching you tick up your planeswalker. I, I see it happening on screen, but it doesn't have the same resonance in my mind, maybe, right? Having somebody say, I'm going to tick up my Chandra for the 85th six, time. For the 16th time that game. I'm yeah. going to alt Chandra again. It takes you way more off balance than it would in a game where you're sitting at a table with somebody. Yeah. It's just a different experience, right? And I think that different sometimes makes people's hackles get up or they 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 start to lose their attachment to the game and start seeing the negative side of it only right if we had it in our hand we'd be able to look at all sides of it right like the game is very fluid it's very much something that you need to hold and and just flip over and feel all the sides of it it's like your little trinket from inception that you know you're awake or not yeah seen that movie it can make that reference <laughs> excellent a little does the top fall down at the end though Ooh. oh shit I, 
I will not confirm nor deny what I think or don't think. Okay, that's not, yeah, we're not a Cinema Cookout podcast. No, that def- would be a long rabbit hole to fall down. I very bet. much. Oh, so. we don't need that shit. So okay, we talked a little bit. We, we got to stay positive about the game. Right? Yes. All these products, I think they don't hurt the game. The more products they make that people are consuming, whether you're zombie buying everything or just saving your budget for what you want to buy, what speaks to you, right? People are buying stuff. They are trending upwards in revenue at Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro Incorporated. Of course they are. Of course they are. And that's a good thing because what that means is more products. And it it perpetuates this story. If you think it's bad, well, then there's going to be more sorry and you're going to be more miserable. But you're probably just a miserable fucking person, <laughs> right? If If you do, like me, think that it's good for the game, that there are this many products and that it doesn't hurt anything, it is a net positive. Well, there is going to be more. I've been saying it for months. We're trending mm-hmm. towards, you know, 15 to 18 product releases annually. Oy. By 2021, I bet you we're going to see that many. That'll make our bonus shows real easy. We just get to review a product every month. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like actually. And you know what? The, I foresee there's going to be content channels birthing, being abirthed, that are literally just two or three v- versions of that that content monthly that just review new products, just a new product review every month. Like that's, that's what we're trending towards. I don't know if I like it. And you know what? You don't have to like that many products. You just have to pace yourself and buy what you want. Mm. And it's like, um, it's like when you go to the liquor store and you see the entire huge wall and the cooler behind it of all the different kinds of beer. And we love beer. Hell yeah, we do. But we know what we like. We know what we don't like. And we buy what we like, and maybe we'll try some new stuff here and there, and you know, and hate it or love it, yeah, and spend money appropriately, right? We're you, not we're not magicaholics, like we're not alcoholics. Yeah, you have to divvy up your resources in some way, just like you do in every other aspect of your life. You have to be able yeah. to 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 stretch what resources you have and make them go as far as you can. And yeah, there's there will be a strain placed on something. I think I'm like I personally am noticing it a lot more now because I like Dicoria so much. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the commander decks too. So again, that's another strain. Mm-hmm. And then I think for me, because I think a lot of the negativity pops up around double masters. Yes, there I, was a bunch. <laughs> I think that the main thing, and it hit me really hard at first. Like I was fuming mad when they first spoiled double masters just because the cards that they had spoiled for were all things that I was hoping to get in commander masters, which is going to be the third premium product of the year. Where it's like, why isn't doubling season, which is a commander only card? Why isn't in, why isn't it in the commander set? Maybe it'll be in the commander set also. Maybe, but I doubt it. I just I have my I, doubts. I, I doubt it too. Like attracts as the most popular commander that has ever been printed. Why isn't that in the commander product? I and bet at first, you it will I was be. Like fuck! Like you guys, you're 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 trying to snake me. And for a while there, I thought like, are you just are you why, fucking with why, me? Why do you think they're trying to snake you? Where does that feeling come from? Why do you think that? The snaking feeling that I had at the time, again, it was un... At the time, yeah. yeah, You're you're mad. Some some logic is clouded. Yeah, logic is clouded a little bit. And I think it's because when I looked at the stuff I'd already bought, collector boosters made... My my booster box was a piece of shit. I didn't even put the booster opening on my YouTube channel. It was... (laughs) My box was so bad. Like, no shit. I opened 36 packs and I got $58 worth of rares. No shit. Like, my box was brutal. I had cards that I really liked. I'm happy I have them. I don't regret buying my box. But all the cards that I kind of played and all of them that are in my piles to go into my decks, they all came out of that collector booster box. And so when I saw the double foils, the double rares, the double price, the double everything coming in the double masters set, 
which which I looked at it inc included cards that they previewed when they announced the product that were all commander specific cards yeah, for it, the most part. It looked to me at the time more like they're fishing to see if they can bleed some of the collector booster stuff into other boosters. And when I say that, if you look at the price of standard, okay? Yeah. Standard cards right now are all very reasonable. Like, there aren't too many $100 cards yeah, in the Yeah, there's, there's a few expensive cards. But and, for and for the most part, if you want to play Magic, you don't need the extended art foils and the showcase foils. Yeah, so you can just play with regular cards. Yeah, I will remind everybody of yeah. this. And, uh, hold on, one more reminder. Yeah. You don't need foil Ultimate Masters box topper mana crypts and you don't need original book printed from 1996 mana crypts no or 97 mana crypts absolutely not yeah you, you could can... double master regular art non-foil mana crypt okay you could get okay. a you get a mystery booster one too like they're yes they're cheap like yeah, they're yeah. there they're, they're reprinting that card it's good okay but i think what they're trying to do because they've done a really good job of managing the cost of standard i think with all of the different yeah. mythic printings and all the collectible stuff, people are opening the collector stuff. It's driving prices down for the regular ones. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm totally down with that. But I think what they're doing now in these mystery boosters, or not the mystery boosters, the double, double masters, masters, is it's going to cost at least $15 a pack. You can see it coming. That's Canadian prices, that's by Canadian, the way. Yes, that's, the, that's about 11 or 12 US. Yeah, and I'll bet you it's going to be 10 bucks in the US probably. Like they'll be more expensive, double the price of a regular booster box and their or booster pack, which and translates to double the price of a booster box. Exactly. And they're going to just air quotes put more in it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the time when you open a booster pack, you go right to the rare, throw the rest in the garbage. Yes. And you keep the two. And now they're making it so like when you bought Ultimate Masters or even in some cases Mystery Boosters, you could get freaking wrecked on those packs. Yes. I paid $30 hold, for this hold on. pack. I, I, I want to stop you real quick because this, this was something that I was discussing with somebody on Twitter, somebody I didn't know, where they said, oh, well, I, I can't buy the packs. The premium products that they said they weren't going to print anymore, they're printing again. It's inconsistent. And it doesn't allow me to access the game I want to play. And that is some of that clouded logic. If you buy a booster box of Double Masters at $350 or whatever it is, 99% of all of those cards are going to be either recycled, thrown in the garbage, or put back into the booster box after opened and put into your closet. And you're going to play 1% of the cards you opened. For that $350, that same money... You could go and buy the singles from Double Masters that you want, plus a box of beer and pizza, or just buy more singles. Buy the stuff that you want to play. Buy singles. We are a proponent of this. That we, Absolutely. We say this lots of times. 100% of the time. Right? So when you're talking about the expense of a pack and a booster box, like it, it doesn't make sense to even think that way when the box costs that much where the contents of the open box are making everything else in the market cost less. If it's the one or two cards that you want in the box, don't spend $350 on the box. Spend 80% of what the card used to be worth by buying a newly reprinted one. Yeah. That, for your money, makes more sense. You get much more bang from your buck in that in that way. It doesn't feel like you don't yeah. you don't get the euphoria, you don't get the hit of dopamine opening the pack. I get it. Like opening yeah. packs is fun. Yeah, opening packs of magic is and a it's lot exciting. of fun. Exciting. And it is like this is why slot machines, this is why gambling is like only for adults. But yeah. we're giving this option to people who might be less 
fiscally responsible or financially responsible. We're giving this option to minors. Yeah, and if you think that magic isn't sort of like gambling, you're... Well, look at look at gambling laws, yeah. how they're changing in yeah. Europe. Yeah, we I'd never open up the argument here on the show at all, no. ever. But, you know, if it, if it walks like a duck and steals your money like a goose, <laughs> it could be one of those two things, right? But I, I just, I think that what they're moving towards is offering more of a premium in general in the in your packs just in general like i i would not be surprised if there was going to be two rare packs in standard at some point at a higher price point in general and that's what that's the thing that got me the most like i don't the $5 booster is the most basic entry level thing that you can possibly buy that isn't a single and they're fun and they're cool and i think everybody should be able to get those and i could just I feel like they're testing the waters to see how much they can put in and how or how little they can put in and how much they can charge at the base. And I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. That is a that is a little bit of a cynical outlook. Yeah. Or bird's eye view of it. I I think that testing the waters, yes, but the way that I think they're testing the waters, if you look at if you compare double masters to ultimate masters with the box toppers and the the ultimate masters in the box topper that whole fiasco that was a, a a nightmare oh yeah but the masterpieces helped sell that product and they're part of what drives the price of that product on the secondary market now that that product's out of print when you look at when you compare double masters and even icoria that came with a box topper air quotes they're using ultimate masters to say hey, box toppers was a good way to incentivize stores to buy this product. So let's put them in regular boosters. Oh, regular boosters that have more foil drops and more extended art and more different ways to collect, those are popular. So yeah. let's let's try and do that in another product. Let's call it Double Masters where we put twice as much in. We'll try, whatever, all things being equal scientifically. Let's put twice the rares, twice the foils. Let's charge twice the price. If it sells twice as good, all things in the, the world are linear. If it sells four times as good, well, that's exponentially better. If it's exponentially better or some magnitude of better than just a linear line, well, we're going to trend towards doing that. No, triple masters. Exactly. Or we'll do the we'll do some of the double master rare foil drop theory in our regular standard sets and they'll we'll charge the same amount so they're accessible to new players and parents that buy young kids these products, but we'll make it a little bit sweeter so we'll sell more of it, right? That's what it's about for regular standard releases is how much product can we move? Right. And if we can do these one off master sets that we make tons of money on because we charge a premium for the same fucking thing. Yeah, for the exact, for the exact same, same thing. thing. We but we can charge a premium on them because we just do it less. Like this is this is how markets work. If that's successful, well we'll just start introducing some of that exclusive stuff into regular sets and we'll find a new way to be exclusive. That's what we play, pay our marketing team for. Yeah. Like the like the the kaiju crossover. Yeah, the Godzilla card. It's a great idea. Everybody Guarantee loves those. we're gonna see it again because yeah, it are. was it was successful. I am pumped to see who and they're gonna do next. You know what? I, I don't want the show to take on a negative connotation or something that's super analytical or MTG financey, because we're not really experts in yeah. any of that. By by no means am I a finance expert at all. But we do consume a lot of this game from a lot of different angles and in a lot of different holes in our body hear and see and feel this game. Yeah. Don't Google that. No, not ever. So, like, 
that's kind of our opinion yeah. on the the topic. Yeah, I think having settled, I think I'm cool. Like the reprint sets, I get really excited for because it means maybe I'll be able to find a cheaper version of something with a cooler picture on it. Yes, that and Ron Spencer's doing promo cards again. There it is, right? That's exciting and that's really cool. And when I really think about it, and this I know isn't for everybody, and this isn't true for everybody, but it's true for me and Ryan. I'll, I own all of the cards they've previewed so far. Yes. I have play sets of foils of some of the cards. Play the, sets and alternate art versions yeah, and altered art versions. I got them. And <laughs> I'll, and I'll bet are, you a lot. Yeah, we we're the outliers. Yeah, we're enfranchised. We're, we're outliers in that. But some of you probably have them too. And I think like people see that really cool doubling season because I really like the doubling season art. Do do I want one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I super want one of those. It's my favorite artist. But do I need one? No. No. I have a foil OG one. I have a regular. Like I, I've got all that shit. I don't need another doubling season. I could buy zero double masters, and my collection would be the same. Yes. And I think that at the end of the day, like the product isn't for you argument that lots of people are having now. I think that this one isn't for me in the way that I don't need it. I'll buy some singles that I want. Yeah. And my collection is going to get better. And I'm really excited to see what other people open. If Mana Crypt goes to fifty bucks, oh hell yeah, there's going to be like it was it was it was two hundred like four months ago. Whatever yeah. whatever it was, I'm making up numbers. But if it goes down substantially, like my decks will benefit from that. Yeah, and I'll everybody buy some else is to try and get one. Yeah, and everybody's going to benefit from it. And I I want prices of this game to tank. I do. I want cards to not be worth what they are because the cheaper it is the more people are going to play this game that I love so much and the more people I'm going to get to meet and play with and the more new friends I get to make. And so, the, the more we'll get to tell people who have mana crypts now to stop playing immune casual. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so like, the, if this set and sets like it help do that, just help bring people to the game, I am fucking print them all. It's a net positive, right? Bring it, them on. It doesn't... This is this is where it gets me, right? Heptepa and- Masters, just bring it on. <laughs> I don't even know how many that is. Dodeca Masters. Yeah, dude, just open it up. It's all fucking rares. I don't care how jank they are. Just change the set symbol color. <laughs> just make them all look like rares. Fuck it. Move move the hollow stamp from the bottom. Put it where the set symbol is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like I'd buy that. Just That's actually a good idea. The novelty of it, I just buy it. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Why did they have to go on the bottom? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, what gets me, like, all the extra products and the premiums and the, the the removing MSRP so it'll just fucking cost what people will pay for it. Like, all that aside, product moving from Watsy to players' tables in their houses is going in a direction that is good for Magic. Yes, powerful cards are being printed, but powerful cards are also being reprinted, and that is going to drive the price down for other, and that's going to drive the price down if you can't afford said powerful card right now, and that does, like, it's a net positive. It brings you into a position where maybe you can trade for one now. Maybe, we we talked yesterday about Scroll Rack. Scroll Rack's 85 bucks. If they reprinted Scroll Rack and it went down to 22, I'll bet you you can trade for a $22 card, whereas oh, yeah. you maybe you couldn't have traded for an $85 card. Hey, you know you know what? Um, a few minutes back, you had mentioned that you went out and bought some singles. We've got, on the CCO Discord, we've got a card market channel. I don't know if you've ever been on there, but people are putting their Ikoria booster box pulls on there to trade. You can trade cards on there. You can trade cards with CCO Nation on the Discord. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Does anyone need that, uh, what's it called, the, with the cat on it? 
the companion with the cat on it? No, no, it's not a companion. It's just the the thing where you remove a card from a graveyard and oh, then and you, you get, get a one one token, one one version of it? of it. Yeah, I got uh, six of those. <laughs> I opened six of them <laughs> in the same booster box. Well, no, almost three in one, three in the other. But yes, <laughs> holy shit, that's great. So okay, we. I don't I know. opened three of the same rare in one box. That's Honestly. Terrible. That's terrible. God damn it. I opened two, but one was foil and one was showcase non-foil. Now I'm pissed off all over again. <laughs> and they were the uh, they were the Triome lands. Those are fine. I like when you see those. I actually got a set of the I got a set of three of each of the triomes out of my oh, out of the, yeah. the stuff I got. So I well, lucked out really hard there. You know what? Let's let's shift gears again. We talked a little bit of what what's going well, what we think's not going well, blah blah blah. We talked about the the kaiju crossover or what's the studio that makes Godzilla? Toho. Toho. That's like the the parent company or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Toho. Cool, successful. Yeah, we were talking off off air. We want to find whoever, because there's always one person that came up with that idea, right? The one guy in the meeting that they kick out the window and use his idea anyway. And he goes, why don't we just call Toho? That guy, I want to buy that man a beer. Yes. If, if or a girl. I want to yeah, buy that person a beer. If that person is at a Magic Fest and that, if anybody knows who that person is who originally had the inception idea, dream within a dream within a dream, to contact and get Godzilla on a magic card. Yeah, phone us and we'll 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 hook you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- next Magic Fest. Absolutely. Whenever that happens, it'll happen. Deck updates. We haven't done a deck update for like a hundred years. Oh, so recently, because that's what we're talking about. Recently, what's gone into Brando decks? Recently. Oh, are we just talking new stuff or just stuff that I got? Oh, I don't know. Well, we, we're talking Ikoria. We're talking Double Masters. That's not out yet, but... Okay, okay Um, first thing I'm doing, this is the big one, the big revamp, is my Horde of Notions deck that I had in Vegas last year for the Rotisserie Draft. Yeah. I still have it together, and I'm going to dismantle it, <gasps> take it right down to the studs. Is it still going to be Horde of Notions? It could be. Okay. Probably not, though. Okay. I think I might switch it to uh, Progenitus. Oh, Why? Because Progenitus is a big protection from everything monster, so that when I oh. mutate him to do all sorts of other things, he's harder to kill. So you're going to do a mutate. And then. I'm going to take, I have one of each of the showcase art cards, and I'm going to take all of them and just jam them into the deck. Just uh, every card that has the ability mutate on it. Yep, they're all going in. Every single one. And I think the deck's going to be either really good or really bad based on the day. And I am very excited to play. You, you got to put the Ozolith in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when your mutate guy gets bounced back to your hand or... All the cool counters and stuff go onto it and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the deck's going to be real cool. Got a foil um, one. Ooh. Yeah. yeah and trade okay. We'll talk about that. This is the, the CCO Discord channel trade thing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll I posted on there and Brando wants it. It's like <laughs> you should have just like sent me a text. Yeah, what the hell, bro? <laughs> uh, and actually, Norin got a bunch of updates. Uh, this last couple of weeks, I got from last, was it last year's or the year before's Commander product, the reality shift, the retrace reality card? Yep. Uh, I, I put it into Norin so that I can trans, transform all of the shitty little token guys that I play in that deck into dudes that aren't shitty little token guys. And I got the new uh, the Swerve or SWAT or... The free thing that lets me redirect a spell for free. Uh, yeah, if you control your commander, you can redirect it for free. He he's just he, deflecting SWAT. Yeah, it went into Norin, and so did the new planeswalker, the uh, the cat, the tiger planeswalker, Luris, whatever his name is. He's in there too. Also, so I can cash in my Luris of the Dream Den. No. No, not Loris. Um, I was sure Lo- Loki, Luca, Luca, Luca sounds right. Yeah, the tiger guy. He's in there. 
And then I've got, um, what was the other big, big addition I made? Ooh, my CEDH deck. I'm testing CEDH waters with uh, Vivian, the new Vivian. The new Vivian? Mm-hmm. I think, I the think she has applications. Vivian? Can she be your commander? No, she's just going in the deck. What's your deck? Rurikthar. Oh, yeah, Rurikthar. It's like a, it's a, it's a gruel stacks destroy your land deck. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so planeswalkers in that deck are effing good. And she lets me play all of my dorks and stuff so I can rebuild way faster from the top of my library and don't have to draw cards. I can just play shit off the top of my yeah, library. Yeah, it's like a vizier of the menagerie, but it's a planeswalker. Yeah. And yep. she lets me put things out that can protect me. She plays tokens that block everything. She plays tokens that attack and block in the same turn. And she makes tokens that attack over top of little blockers. She's super good. Super good. Can you shut the early game down with Rurkthar? Oh, yeah. You can, like, destroy lands on, like, turn one or two? Mm-hmm. Or just keep them tapped with, like, winter orbs and shit? Oh, yeah. That, de okay. that deck is mean. Okay. I, like, it's it's a mean deck. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wish yeah. I could... I wish I knew the name of the guy that built it. I would definitely thank him. Because I did take most of the shell from a, a deck that I found online. Um, and then just kind of... I've been reworking it until it's my own. I give credit for it on our tapped out page if you find it. The deck is called My Heart is a, or Your Heart is a Muscle is what the deck is called. Two Hand Touch is the deck builder on tapped out. I looked it up when you were saying that. That's very us, isn't it? Uh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I like that. You know that. what? I I think CEDH the CEDH community is very into uh, who is the progenitor of a deck, right? Yeah, and I mean yeah. as far as I know, he's the dude that built this, so or she, they, whoever built it i appreciate it i have lots of fun with it and i'm i'm happy to tune it and, and keep playing it have it in my my repertoire your repertoire yeah i really like it so okay cool, cool. that's that's your those that, those are your updates yes those are the major major updates that i've done and of course i'm gonna build kyla and the hyena we've talked about that already yep. um i'm working on it with fu lenny uh if anybody else has some suggestions for it um i'm still kind of i'm trying to find a way of making it that's Abzan colors, right? Yeah. White, black, green. Yeah, and they, they work off of counters. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to come up with something that isn't just Abzan counters. That's, that's a, a deck already. Yeah. That's I a wanted, deck in multiple different commanders, right? I want it to be very Brando. So if you have any suggestions out there, by all means, CCO Brando at, uh, on Twitter, yeah, get at me. Or just is. leave it somewhere and I'll, I'll take a look at them and we'll, we'll do it together. That's it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like community deck build, like the like the Calamax com communist cookout deck build. That one and our remember way back in the day when CCO Nation helped me build my very first stacks deck. Yes. That was yeah, intense, wasn't it? This is still your fault, everybody. It turns out <laughs> you guys have been the scumbags the whole time. Oh, what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. What about you, Ron? What's new what's what's new coming with you? Well, I've got the Calamax build. And lots of people are asking about submitting altars and stuff. I've been I've been working with another artist online that is going to be part of or credited with some of the altars that are going into the deck. And they actually did an alternate art line work version of Calamax that I'm going to do a little video on how to actually transfer images onto magic cards. So people and I'm going to make the image available. So if they want to use the the actual Calamax that I want to use for my Calamax altar proper, they can use it. Neat. And that's going to be available on YouTube sometime when I have time to fucking do it. <laughs> right? We're yeah. a little bit busy right now and the garden's going in and my yard and that's my good vibe, I guess, is I'm, I'm cutting the grass and planting trees. It's Yeah, I got to do that too. It takes a little bit of time to manage a four and a half acre yard with a toddler. and Yeah. So I'm still finding time though. So 
it's it's a really cool drawing. It's got Calamax. It's all line work. It looks like a coloring book drawing. Ooh. Yeah. I so love coloring books. Future details are all coming up. And huge thanks to everybody that contributed to that on the Discord. And then everybody who's going to contribute to the actual altars in the deck. And I can't wait for Magic Fest to open up and to play the deck. And just like pass it over with some Sharpies to whoever I'm playing with. And just get signatures or little doodles. And it's just going to be fun. So that's, that's the most recent build. But... My deck that's probably going to be impacted the most from Ikoria is my five-color Child of Alara lands deck. And I'm not trying to tune it and make it super competitive and a crazy hyper-fast combo deck, but I want to see how much I can push the boundaries, right? I want to see how many lands can go in a commander deck without just like finding some way to deal damage with lands over and over and just making it a land combo with 99 lands in it right i want it to actually run and be a good deck that that wins games so the triomes are all going in or at least four of them the four that contain blue so i can run all the blue triomes to up my island count by four cards and then add a mystic sanctuary so that actually represents a 66th land Ooh. yeah and the mystic sanctuary can get me back things like ad nauseum ad nauseum splendid reclamation or does it only get back an instant Let's look. Instant or sorcery from your graveyard to the top of your library. Yeah, so we could get back Scape Shift, Ad Nauseum, Yogmoth's Will. I just added Yogmoth's Will instead of Restock because I figured if I have enough mana to restock for five to get two things back from my graveyard, I... I have enough mana to just win the game real I quick. I do Remember? have enough to play... We've talked about this, Ryan. The Yogmoth's Will, and Yogmoth's Will actually lets me play lands back from my graveyard where restock doesn't and some of those could be triumphs that i've cycled the triumphs also represent cycling lands that i can get back with my life from the loam so that's excellent the other upgrade that i'm really thinking about and this was from the theros card dryad of the elysian grove right the cam girl guy the cam girl guy yeah which makes all my lands into all types yeah F.U. Aiden suggested Dread Presence because all my lands are swamps and I can take the one swamp I'm currently playing out and put in an Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth. Don't do that. Not fetchable, but I've got other swamps that are. And then I've got two things that make all my lands swamps for Dread Presence and Dryad of the Elysian Grove actually makes all my lands mountains. So I could take out my Sickening Dreams and play a Valakut and have Valakut in play when I scape shift. I can get, you know, all the lands that are left in my deck and have them all be lightning bolts because they're all mountains. That one's a little bit tough because I don't necessarily win the game off of that like I do with Sickening Dreams, draw my whole deck and then discard all the lands and Sickening Dreams deals X to everybody and every creature. Yeah. And I just have like a Glacial Chasm in play so I don't get hit. You just have both. I could have both. You just do both. I got to find room for it because if I start cutting things that aren't those, I'm cutting things that like let me play multiple lands per turn or lands from Graveyard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's the deck that's getting the biggest overhaul, and that's based on the triomes that I want to find places for all five of them, but all of the blue ones for sure are going in. Those are cool cards too. I like those. Yeah, and I've got I've got a regular foil one, and I got a couple showcase ones. Have you, and this is a question for everybody, I guess, but you specifically because you're right next to me at the time. Do you find that once you see a really really cool and attainable, very important mm-hmm. that they're attainable alternate art of a card that's really nice? Do you find it hard to play the the plain old one when you know you could have the premium one? Because uh, it's an extra $2 a card. Well, to, the, the Triumphs aren't. 
right? the Triumphs are pretty good. They're like the, I think the, foil, the foil version or the regular. Oh you're, oh, you're talking about like going from regular to either a foil or a showcase. Yeah, you have like we have you have a regular one or you have a showcase one. Just oh, yeah. no foil, just there they are. The difference is fairly negligible. Yeah, it's a reasonable a, difference. For a really good like uh, aesthetic upgrade for, I think, a lot of people. Do you, yeah. Like, I... Now that you have some of the showcase lands, do you kind of just only want the showcase lands? Or would you mix them up? Yeah, fuck, whatever. You know what? For my five-color deck, I've got... Oh, fuck, dude. The, la- the mana base is all over the place. Like, I've got white border duels. I've got original Zendikar and Onslaught fetches. I've got, like, my shock lands are a mixture of all the different Ravnica blocks. Just, like, what I have is what's in the deck. Sure. So to stay, like, foils and non-foils, it doesn't matter. To stay on that anything goes theme and just it's what I had so well, it's you what kinda, I built this makes it even easier for you because you can get like one foil showcase one regular showcase <laughs> one foil regular like one easier. one regular it's so easy it doesn't seem like it's easier trolley mismatched is what you're saying yeah on purpose oh hell yeah for this deck I just play what I have that's fair because this deck is probably my most expensive deck like if you add up all the shocks all the duels all the Lands. Fetches all the lands. There's yeah. fucking sixty six lands in the deck, dude. The deck's like four grand. There's just too much, too much land. I can't afford it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> afford it, man. Yeah, it's got the basic land base for six decks in it. Yes. Basically, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. For so it. I'm trying to push the envelope with that deck. It's a really unique build. I wrote about it on Face to Face. So when when people ask about five color and mana bases and stuff like on Facebook groups, I link to it. I'm like, hey, check what this deck that CCO did, right? We <laughs> can check it out. So I don't know. It's it's fun and it, a, a little bit. It it kind of draws a crowd when we go to events, right? Like the last time we had that face to face open before we went and drank. Yeah. We it was like the last game of the day, and it was down to just me and Brian. And I was trying to top deck and rip the exact card and draw and sacrifice lands and constant mists and play lands from my graveyard. Like it's a little bit of a showcase deck. Yeah. So to just have trolley mismatch basics is kind of a, yeah, a disservice dude. to it. But what? at the same no, time, screw that, man. Same time, you know what I do use? I have one forest and one swamp, and I use the no border, the no frame unhinged cards. Sure. So when I'm flipping through my deck real fast looking for that one forest so I can cast a constant mist. It doesn't have a border so I can just kind of fan the deck and pick it out. It's a good idea. Yeah, it works good. Works good. But it does. So it's a little bit harder. I'm playing like nine dual lands in it so I fan. (laughs) I'm looking for a dual land and there's like nine white bordered cards that kind of feel like a plebeian but (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, just get some black bordered ones, Ryan. Yeah. Get some square cornered ones, some of the more rounded corners, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, square cornered, no, that's that's (laughs) right. Get my get my collector's edition square bordered dual lands and get them clipped like uh, alpha corners. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. I almost so, got taken by one of those. Hey, oh yeah? somebody had clipped the corners of a of a collector's edition earthquake. Yeah, and then they didn't show me the back of it. Ooh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got this alpha earthquake. You want it? And I was like, yeah, yeah I do. I, re- I do. I really do. Yeah. And then when I got it out of the thing, I pulled it out of the sleeve and looked at the back, and of course, it doesn't have a real back on it. And I was like. Did you did you know this was collector's edition? Yeah, uh, and you tried to tell me it was alpha. Yeah, here here's your card back. Yeah, I'm leaving. Thank See you. Yeah, was it a vendor that did that? Uh, not a vendor, but a store. I'm not gonna out the store because the guy has since been relieved of duty. But yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, that's a real thing that happens. So always look at the backs of your cards, kids. Yeah, especially if you're gonna spend I know, more I than know a buck on when it. When you're trading cards in at events, right? Like the back of the card is 
is just as important on a high dollar card as the front, right? Yeah, it's it's important to For keep collectors. Your yeah. Keep that shit in good shape. That's it. I don't know what else do you got. We 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 gave the update. We gave the deck update. We had a little bit of a moment. I'm going to help my parents move. Well, not move, but like pack and take some of their stuff. That's actually my stuff. That's still at their house. <laughs> but I'm getting like some yard stuff too, you know, so I can oh, put it around my garden and. I'm, I think I'm going home to build garden boxes. Actually, we oh, we yeah. finally did went. You, did you get your garden in? Not yet. Planting today. I hope. I wanted to borrow your rotor tiller, but I forgot to ask you to bring it in. Oh, dude, it's it's huge. I know. That's why I want. I can't it. lift it. It's you need. It's too big to one person to lift. Oh, so I'll have to come and get it. It won't fit in your car. I'll have to get the truck. <laughs> yes, you it sounds, will. It sounds like a I'll hell get, of a. I'll get my neighbor to come over with his bobcat and lift it into the back of your truck. <laughs> And you have to dump gas into the carb to start it, just FYI. Oh, my God. What and, the hell? And the belt, was the reverse belt was a little bit loose, so I had to cut it off. So it, there's only one direction that it runs in. <laughs> Shit, man. Maybe I'll just, I'm going to go to the Home Depot. I'm going to rent one. I'm going to rent a rototiller. And yeah, I'll do probably it probably costs 50 bucks a day. I'll do it that way. Yeah, it's fine. Because I need to do it somehow. I need to give that garden a good tossing. And again, I got the uh, I got the sarcastically big sunflowers this year. Mm. I went to the garden store. I was like, I want I want the biggest sunflowers you have. And then she brought me the seed packet. And I was like... Were the seeds big, like World 4 on Mario? No, they just look like regular seeds. Oh. And it's like, yo, are these... Like, how big are these? Like, well, they're this big and they have this many heads. Like, no, I don't want lots of sunflowers off of one seed. I want one sarcastically big sunflower. I want it to be comically big. Yeah, like, I want it to be ridiculous. And then she's like, okay, hang on. And she went and she brought me a different se- package of seeds. I want seeds. the Ron Jeremy of sunflower seeds. It's like, how tall do these get? Well, they get between 12 and 14 feet tall, and the sunflowers themselves can be between a foot and a half and two feet. I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. Give me that shit. So I'm going to have oh, some. Man. Maybe I'll keep some updates on the Discord or maybe on uh, Facebook or something. I'll, I'll get some garden updates yeah. once those things get going. That's it. Because well, they, are, they are fun. Should we get out of here? We should get out of here. It's been I'm, a day. You've got a I'm long gonna, road ahead of you. Yeah, I'm going to move and... For helping them, I'm going to drink, like, me and my brother probably are going to drink every single beer in my dad's fridge. <laughs> because that's what we do every time. Nice. Like, I bought beer and, and some Pepsi. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to drink every one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure thing, I guess. Thanks for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just to go along, I will drink every beer in my fridge. Oh, good. Tonight. There's a few. So Excellent. I'll get those pounded down. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a good weekend. Thank you all for being here with us. Hopefully we put some of the new sets and some of the big debates in Magic Town into perspective for you. Remember to buy product responsibly and only open what you really want. And if you can't afford to open it, just buy the singles. Big thanks to face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. You can take our advice to the bank and then you can take some of your bank to face-to-face and buy some cards. There we go. Sales pitch. And we're going to be back with you next week for another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!